arrogant healthcare marketing bastards were podcasting live from Shishmid 2013 in Chicago, September 29th to October 1st. Now, over the next several weeks, we'll be rebroadcasting those sessions alongside our weekly podcast. If you are subscribed in iTunes or through RSS, you'll receive the episodes automatically. Otherwise, visit thinkinterval.com or follow Interval Crew on Twitter for notification of our new shows. In this session, we speak to a whole bunch of people, including Chris Boyer of North Shore LIJ Health System, Alex McKetty, formerly of Elmhurst Hospital, now an independent consultant, J.K. Lloyd of Eruptor, Kevin Strandberg, Director, Public Relations for Memorial Medical Center and a senior consultant with the Baird Group, Rob Rosenberg, President of Springboard Brand and Creative Strategy, and Ryan Donahue of NRC. Live. Well, there you go. What's Talk right into the mic. Okay. So, what's the rule? Marketing bastards. Session two, day three. Last session. Last session of the whole. This is the last recording session. Well, not you necessarily, but this hour and a half. Okay. And then, so this is Chris Bevelo with Interval. And this is last Chris Boyer with North Shore LIJ Health System. And, this is and I am not named Chris. <laughs> this is Alex Bacchetti, uh, formerly with Elmhurst <laughs> Hospital, now an uh, independent consultant. Thanks for joining us, Alex. My Thanks pleasure. For joining us, Chris. Hey, no worries. Chris, and you've been with us. This is your third appearance on the on the Shishman podcast. Oh, I've kind of been coming in and out, yes. little things here and there. Yeah. Chris has been our unofficial buffer. So the buffer. There, there hasn't been any really like the bumper music between the, it's like the right. Bumper music. If we have open space, Chris will step right in. But it really hasn't. I'm like the spinning pinwheel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very descriptive way to put Or the hourglass that goes upside down. Do they still right. have that in Windows? I don't know. I'm never on Windows machines anymore. No. Are you a Windows guy or an Apple guy? I'm now an Apple guy. So Since when? Uh, since probably about two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I, well, I, when, I, when I left Elmhurst, I had to get a laptop, so oh, yeah, I, went yeah, yeah. Ma- I went Mac yeah, and then uh, traded in. Uh, no, I got the Pro. Just yeah, yeah. The Air was nice because it's very light, but... Yeah. Uh, just in terms of having the CD drive and all that oh, yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of that. a better machine to be a primary machine. But, yes. uh, yeah, and then I traded in my Droid and got a got an iPhone. So, wow, so you I, got, really I, I am I am all Apple. Not, not to be an advertisement. Not to be an advertisement for Apple, but. Oh, you got a Mini. Look at that cute I got a Mini thing. and a Maxi and uh, all the different sizes. Do you? I have, I have two iPads, but my original sits in a drawer and never used. And we're going to have a, another person join us, it sounds like. So, Alex, do you know JK? I do not. How do you do? JK Lloyd with Eruptor. How are you? Good to meet you. JK, sit down in the microphone. Hello. Microphone. Sit up here and introduce yourself to the internet. Hello, internet. To the interwebs. This is JK from Eruptor. And uh, work with Mr. Boyer and Mr. Bevelo on many occasions. I just heard the conversation. I have a Microsoft Surface. Oh, boo. Boo. (laughs) Boo. Well, that's good. We've got three. We've got a two diehard apples, a new Apple convert, and a laggard. The only reason I have the Surface is because it can actually do Excel and Word documents, and I can actually make it portable and travel with it. That's a good point. But you can do. But I do like the iPad. iPad. Yeah. You do on iPad. Not as effectively. I don't think. Not as effectively. Yeah. That sounds like a bias. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit of a bias. But I'm an Apple guy. I like apples, but I also like the Surface. It's pretty good. Okay. Ah. What do you have? I just went Mac. I just converted. Came to the, came from the dark side. That's yes, right. That's to the light. Is. Absolutely. It is. And what's funny is to the light, you say to the light. So the new iOS, 
I have not downloaded it yet. Okay, it's fantastic. Mm. It I, I recognized yesterday that it actually is hurting my eyes because it's so it's bright. so bright. Yeah, yeah. So that's dim. Oh, that's crazy. Bright. And then I just read in USA Today that there are people complaining about what you probably saw at the beginning, which was the the animation. So there's a lot of animations built in. When you open an app, it'll kind of like they say explode to life, like that. And people are getting sick. Motion, Motion sickness, sickness oh. yeah. Oh, and also really? the parallax feature where they it tries to figure out how you're holding your phone and it, it adjusts the, the, the presentation. Right, so it'll go vertical, horizontal. But that's been there for a while. No, 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 no. But it's like actually going this way now, oh, like up and down. 3D. This way, everybody online, you can <laughs> see the way I'm doing it. This is my one problem with technology. I do not like technology that tries to outsmart me or outthink me. Oh, why? And, and I don't like it trying to predict what, what I want to do. or yeah, It's yeah. like spell check, automatic spell check. Oh. I hate it. It drives me crazy because it picks the wrong words. It See, always you know, picks the wrong words. I yeah. like it on, on touchscreen because it needs it. But then they've incorporated it into like... Watch the background. The Apple, you'll notice, like oh. in their mail. It's, it's, nice. it's so annoying because if you're a typer, you don't want to stop and hit the mouse. You want to type. And it's exactly. constantly making you go find, click the X and say, no, I don't want to spell it. Well, what about Siri? What's the experience with Siri? Don't use I, it. I'm half and half. The first eight questions I asked her, she didn't know the answer to. <laughs> so I, so the next thing I said to her was, you're not as smart as you think you are. And she said, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> really? Exactly. That's exactly word for word what she said. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'll use, Siri, I'll use Siri to put in text messages. I've yeah, actually been doing me that. Me too. And, I, and I, didn't even know, I didn't even know that you can say a statement. So... JK wants to go to the store and you say period and it adds a period or you say, say exclamation point at the end of your sentence and it'll add it at the end. I didn't know you could do that. Do you think you really need that aspect? You well, really some, need to put a period on well, the end sometimes, of Well, sometimes you need to, uh, you need to emphasize. Well, I know, do you, do you, you say all caps all the time? Right? I've also added an accent a gear. <laughs> <laughs> an umrah. Yeah. A friend of mine told Siri to call him the king. And really? now he can't change it. So every time he fires up his phone, Siri change? calls him the king. king. Yeah, Actually, that's kind of nice. <laughs> but he can't how may, change the how may I serve you, king? Yeah, exactly. He can't figure out how so to So have you it. changed the gender? You can change the gender of Siri to no, male. She sounds annoying. She's know. nagging. Heard but the guy sounds nagging, too. So. Do you have an example on there? I Well, it's hard to do. I mean, uh, you want to ask Siri a well, question? Siri's supposed to be very... Well, put the male voice on and maybe hold up I, the The male voice is on. Let's see what I can say, do. Say, Siri, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Ambassadors podcast, and we'll see what Siri says. <laughs> She's not nearly as obnoxious, sorry, though, I'm as the... I'm not familiar with the arrogant... <laughs> as the navigation Siri, tell system. me about the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast. Uh, I think yeah, I think I think he said she, he can't search for it. Siri, what use are you? <laughs> what did he say? No, oh, not again! Oh, not again! Oh, that's you, bad. They use that in the ads against Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, not again! I mean, at the end of the day, Apple's still the, in my mind, the superior product. It is. Yeah, it is. From a phone perspective. And a, and a tablet. And a tablet perspective. And a computer perspective. This has lots of, has some glitches to it, I found. But it Which still service? works. Full functioning Excel, PowerPoint, that's the kind of stuff I need. But what are the glitches? It's glitchy. Anyway, let's not talk about technology. No, let's not talk about Well, actually, that. I do want to talk about technology a little bit, but how it applies to healthcare marketing. Well, I like oh, that. Because wow. I do, I do come with a topic. That was a great I, It's segue. almost as good as Adam's segues. 
That's pretty good. And segue. by the way, does Adam have a segue? That's what I want to know. No, not a real segue. Oh, he should have a segue. Why? You should have a segue. Why would I, I see you on a segue, just like Why? out of uh, <laughs> Arrested Development. You look like that guy in Arrested Development. Job? Yeah, Job. Yes. <laughs> you could just drive around your office. <laughs> in a segue. <laughs> in a segue. <laughs> Surprised there's not segues around here. I'm so, that's true. That would be really fun. They probably don't allow them. Yeah, they probably don't. All right, so, sorry, back to your So, I do have a topic that I did want to talk about, though, and we talked about this earlier, and it was actually brought up in one of the presentations this morning. Okay. Occupy Google Maps, or should I say, hashtag Occupy wow. Google Maps. Okay, now, first I'm going to ask Alex, because he's been on your side. Yeah. Are you familiar with this dilemma? And if you had to try to I am not familiar with it. What is this okay. dilemma? Okay, the dilemma is related to hospitals that are having trouble claiming their local listings online because Google aggregates content from a variety of different sources so that your addresses, your phone numbers might appear incorrect in, in search results. And patients... We, we and have had people. plenty of that. Yeah, so there's plenty <laughs> of that, right? Mo- multiplied by, you know, by two or ten, perhaps, because we actually did change addresses. Right, right. We oh, built a brand right. new replacement hospital. Oh. So even when it's right, it's wrong because it's sending patients to the old address. To the old address, right. right. And then getting that corrected with, oh, is with a Google. It's a nightmare. Yeah. But it's isn't Google Places going away? Google Places is not... Well, Google Places or local listings are going to be there, and, and they're actually becoming more and more prevalent in search results. And you're starting to see them now when you're Googling yeah. your own hospital. It actually puts your hospital URL, and then it puts the Google address that it thinks it associates with your hospital and phone number below the, your actual listing. And the map. And the map over to the side, right. and it's all over the place. It's going all over the place. So, um, And the problem is, is that it's so hard to fix these stupid addresses because the process is... Have you gone through the process before, Alex? I have not. Okay, My so staff was trying yeah. it for so months So the process is, is you, go, you go to Google and you try to claim your listing. And the only way it can validate your listing is it either calls the number that's on the address, which may or may not be correct. Um, and if it's incorrect, it, you can't use that. So then the other backup version is it mails a postcard... What? To the address on the location. What? That's hilarious when the, the address is wrong. The address? Yeah. It mails a postcard. Or if you're a so hospital. So the mail is piling up at the old empty hospital. Right. Uh, Possibly. Or it, even if you had the right address at a hospital, it mails this little yeah, yeah, yeah. index-sized postcard to, to the mail who? room. Right. Yeah. Or even if, they call, <laughs> even if they call your 1-800. Right. They're getting, you know, like somebody, hey, this is from Google. When we get calls from Google, we hang up. Because we think they're selling something. Yeah. We're just like a little teeny firm. Right. So imagine your main call center who's yeah. not aware of the problem and, and just thinks it's a sales And deal. it's all contingent on this little PIN code that they give you. And that PIN code is the, the master to control your listing. And if you don't get that PIN code, your listing's incorrect. And there's it's so difficult to get that stuff updated. We went, we went through that same thing with a hospital in California yeah. right now. Where they wanted to do their Google listings and their Google places and those kinds of things. And to your point, they didn't have... Somebody didn't have the admin rights. Somebody didn't have the pin, and the things. Were, and, and so, it, it, there's a lot of. So, how did you guys handle that? We just worked with them through through the entire. So we're still working on it. I mean, yeah. it's been like a two to three week process. And then and they're n- like, what should we do? And we're like, exactly. Well, we, we, and we've actually contacted Google directly because we have a a rep that we work with at Google, and they don't even have all the answers. They don't have a solution. Right. So I mean, and that's the hardest thing in the world. Now, I have 16 hospitals. I have. 400 plus physician practice locations, a number of ambulatory <laughs> surgery centers. You know, I've 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 upwards of about 500 listings that I have to try to manage, and it's been impossible to yeah. get this stuff it's done. Really hard to do. And even today, I got an email. One of our hospitals. It has the Department of Psychology 
Scott's phone number as the master hospital phone number on Google when you search Southside Hospital, our hospital, and people are calling it to the magnitude of 880 times a day, I should say, and they're calling the Department of Psychology, which is this, you know, a, a group of two people and one <laughs> office person, and I can't get this fixed. Of course, the, the other challenge in all of this <laughs> is making the rest of your staff, your physicians, and your senior leadership understand that... This is not marketing's fault. Right. Yeah. There's right. nothing right. we've done wrong. This is right. Google. We're right. trying to fix it. You know, right. why don't you ever fix this? It's right. always been wrong for six months. Right. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. We're working on it. You know, and Google doesn't provide this easy access. So there's a great blog post that Ed Bennett put up yeah. about some technology suggestions that he wants to provide to Google. And he's been working with a representative at Google, but it's been the same thing where they're really not a lot of help. They're not. Or, yeah. or we have a situation where we'll have a rep for a couple months and then that rep leaves and then you have turnover and it's, you can never get deep enough or far enough from a senior perspective into Google because it's such a behemoth to actually talk to somebody that can actually force the change. Well, so this, is, this has to be happening beyond healthcare. So if you're yeah, Google absolutely. and you're thinking there's, there's a million locations we have to handle and you can't just like make the codes more accessible because that can open up other store, other problems, right? right? I mean, right. you kind of almost understand from their standpoint right. why it's so hard to manage. It doesn't make it better. doesn't make it right. No, no, no. Well, now you can understand why I'm the only person left in the world that still uses paper folding maps when I'm driving. <laughs> map well, I mean, think about that, though. It's what you're saying, Alex. List. It's true. People are using their phones now to direct themselves to the to offices right. and Apple Maps, Google Maps. They're all aggregating from this wrong data. I guarantee you refolding a map at 75 miles per hour while you're driving <laughs> is a lot safer wall than looking at your phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I just turn it on and let it talk to me, but, you know, it goes to the wrong locations. So. And, you know, I get these emails that say patients are late. Patients, I'm just wondering about the patients that are going to the ED. I mean, and, and this is kind of the, the, the hypothetical situation I put out there. Is it going to take a patient dying yep. for Google to actually change their process? It's kind of happened already. Just nobody's connected the dots. Right? It's just frustrating, yeah. It's really frustrating. So, I mean, what, what we've done is created an online movement. We're trying to, <laughs> as futile as it is, to draw a social online community around the hashtag Occupy Google Maps. Hashtag Occupy Google like Maps. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, okay. kind of. How about a million marketer uh, march on, <laughs> on Washington, yeah. D.C.? Yeah. So, uh, but it's basically to get the attention of Google. I think that Google does probably want to solve this eventually. They want to be accurate, but right now their solutions are not accurate. So, um, so I encourage anybody who's, you know, listening, for your big audience that's listening, Hundreds of thousands of that if you're having this problem... Go out to the hashtag, type in Google, I'm um, type in Twitter or on Facebook or on Google Plus even, hashtag Occupy Google Maps. There are a number of resources out there. Ed Bennett has some resources. This morning I learned about the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center created some resources oh, nice. that we're all trying to get together and trying to solve this problem without, I mean, no offense, JK, but without the help, I should be able to do this on my own for my hospital and not hire an outsider to I help agree. me. I mean, Alex, are you thinking about a potential? No offense. Yeah. So, Alex, no, this is yeah. like a business model that's just sitting there waiting to be taken. Did you not hear that I just said I fold maps, <laughs> paper maps in the car? You're right. And right. you want to take this one on? <laughs> So, anyway, I'll be putting up a blog post on my website later uh, this week about the, some of the new stuff I learned today because they gave some good tips in the breakout about really this, some of the going back to the original business listing directories, Axiom, and there's a number of other ones where you can go to where you can actually claim your listings there because that propagates out. 
The other challenge, the biggest challenge around this, are these third-party review sites. Oh. Vitals, HealthGrade, ZocDoc, right. etc. Because what they're doing is they're aggregating data, and Google is seeing them as valid resources for authenticate, author, authoritative data about your doctors. So doctors now have, my doctors have five or six listings. If you Google their name under local listings, some of them are different addresses depending on which office location they picked. um, That you know under their name, and could you imagine the confusion? And imagine if a doctor finds out about that, how that's going to fly? You know, it's all disparate data. It's not all connected. That's the problem. Yeah, nobody's bringing it together. And I can understand how it happens. Well, 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 trying to bring. Guess what? (laughs) Bing and Yahoo have the same problem. Oh, I'm, sure. I'm just focusing on Google because that's 68% of my traffic. Yeah. So, anyway. Wow. That's my my rant. That's a good rant. Well, that it's, was a good it's rant. my movement. I'm having a movement online. <laughs> well, I have, I have no words. Yeah. I have no, no words for that. <laughs> oh, wow. That would make a good podcast title. What's that? That would make a good podcast title. It's, you know what's sad? This what? is what's sad. You probably spend more time on that issue you just described than strategic marketing plan. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? And that's not, I'm not right. slamming you. I'm no, you're right. Because there's so many man hours. You know, it's hard enough for me to like deal with the cable company one-on-one. Yeah. That's basically your experience here. Yeah. The world's largest cable company with equivalent service trying to fix 500 different TV sets for just you. Yeah. Imagine the time. And, you know, one of, the, one of the things, too, that I said in one of my blog posts is that Google is becoming a public utility. People are using that as, like, sure. it's yeah. like a public utility. And someone wrote back, well, no, they're a private company. They have their own interests. They, they do. But the problem is is that everybody's using it. Yeah. Hey, so all it's public utilities are private companies with their own interests. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. They are. They're not Nicor or, or, you know, just gas right company. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. anyway. Okay, that's my rant. Nice. You have a rant? I don't know that I have a rant. Oh, come on. You're so rant-worthy. I know. <laughs> it probably has nothing to do with marketing. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's a beautiful podcast. We often go off marketing for our rants. Like, I was ranting, what was it? You can't trust the rudes. You can't please the rudes. Because people are upset about, like, the selection of some actor and actress for a movie. Oh, you're probably talking about... Um, wasn't it uh, Ben Affleck for something? That they were all, they were all upset about And yeah. then the person from Fifty, Fifty Shades, Shades of Grey, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even know they were making that into a movie. Yeah, right, <laughs> that shows right. you how hip I am. <laughs> <laughs> Should they make that into a movie to begin I, I, with? Right. I don't know. Well, I don't know enough about it. Maybe you do. Would you I've, like read all, I've read all the books. I'm sure you can. Backwards and forwards. <laughs> That'll be lucky to get an NC-17 rating, won't it? <laughs> from what everything I understand. the first two pages. Of what? Fifty Shades? Yeah. I don't think Why you're the target. Read it? Well, I, yeah, 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 it's not for you, man. No, but the, but women in my life said I should read it. Friends Red. and really, really. Oh, okay. Well, that's a whole nother podcast. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> a whole nother subject matter. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit over here. I'm not gonna say anything else. I'll just, I'll just be quiet. So that, so that was my rant. So that's nothing to do with Mark. I could rant on cab drivers. I saw a very interesting thing. Very interesting thing. Walking back from dinner last night, a, a cab clearly driving way out of control, trying to beat the green light and the the flashing walk sign that was uh-huh. yeah, yeah. flashing "Do not walk." Yeah. And he apparently wanted to turn left and didn't realize that the pedestrians still have the right of way and there might still be somebody in the crosswalk. Right. Now we were about a block and a half away, so all we heard was the squealing of tires. We caught a glimpse of somebody leaping out of the way. And then the 
thud, and you have to understand that oh. auto accidents don't sound in real life like they do in the movies. Yeah. It's much more of like a thud, yeah. you know? Right. And we heard this tremendous thud, and he had, he had missed the pedestrian, thank God, and driven right into the light pole. This uh, last night? Last night, yeah, right wow. in front of us. Yeah. Wow. So we could rant on cap on Chicago cab drivers. I had a cab driver from my airport that was insane, and he was he was yelling at people. In fact, at one point, somebody must have cut him off. He honked, and then he sped up to catch up to him just so he could look at the guy and swear. And he was swearing in some language I don't know what it was, but I just, <laughs> it was a little scary. I'm from New York, like, dude. I'm in no hurry. <laughs> the cab drivers. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, seen I've that. seen a lot worse than that. Yeah, I, yeah. Know, I, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Cab drivers in New York, they actually honk at other cab drivers when they're respecting them for breaking the law. They're like, I saw one cab driver like cut from the the le- the right lane, go left over four lanes of traffic on a one-way traffic in front of everybody else. Nice. And all the cab drivers in the other lanes were honking at him out of respect. Why do you think that's respect? Isn't that screw you? No, it was respect. I don't think it's respect. No, I was actually in one of the cab drive I was in one of the cabs that was honking and he's like you go. You go. That's the way to do it. Well, because he's, because they see that as you're making it easier on traffic because you're getting the hell out of the way. Yeah. Other people should do that, too. Right. Right? Okay. Yeah. I had a cab uh, in New York one time when I was traveling up there just a couple of years ago. Got in the cab, and I noticed that the cab driver was doing the nod yeah, yeah. In the in the rearview mirror, he was falling asleep while he was driving, and the car wow. was starting to veer to the left or to the right, and he would catch it. We went into a tunnel, and we almost went into the wall, into the tunnel. And I grabbed the guy from the back seat, and I'm like, "Hey, wake that up!" And he got on the other side of that tunnel. I'm like, "Stop the cab, nice. let me out!" Wow. I'm like, "I'm gonna. This guy's gonna wreck right in the middle of the tunnel. It's gonna be the end yeah. of me." I mean, he was. I'm like, you should not be driving a cab if you're literally right. asleep at the I, wheel. I had a friend literally. that I had a friend that was getting a limo ride home from the airport. He'd taken the red eye, so it was early in the morning, uh, and apparently the limo driver had been up all night partying. Uh, yeah, because he was falling asleep at the wheel of the limo, oh, driving 70 miles an hour down the, oh, the tri-state geez. tollway. Wow. And so my friend told him to pull the car over, and he took the keys and he drove the limo home with the with the limo <laughs> driver in the back. Yeah, and I thought, well, that's, a, that's a clever solution. That's not bad. Right. Well, I don't know if he wore the hat. Yeah. But <laughs> didn't they pass a law a few years ago about honking too? Like you said, Giuliani or somebody else, or maybe it's Bloomberg. Because Manhattan cabbies, and not just cabbies, but the first time I went there it was hilarious. The light turns green, and it's it's barely even green, and people are honking like right. Get going. I and they passed the law that you're not. Spo- There's actually signs up, no honking. But but they don't follow I, it. I, I, did no- yeah. I did notice though the last time I was in New York that it was a bit qui- not a lot quieter, but it was a bit <laughs> quieter in terms of the horns. So they must right. have done something. I think they've diluted a little bit, and they've also and they turn a lot of Manhattan into bike lanes. And like well, they've added. And I wouldn't say bike lanes, but they did. They did add city bikes. Which was a big controversy. Well, it's like the Divi bikes. Yeah, yeah, Chicago, exactly. Right? Yeah. They're but sponsored by Citibank, right, you know. Right. So, but the problem is a couple of things. When they first launched them, everybody was upset because it took up valuable parking space, because <laughs> so they can park. Right. So local residents hated them. And now what we're finding is a lot of the city bike riders are amateur riders. You I shouldn't ride, ride your bike, bike through New city. York no. when you're an amateur. No, no, no. you know. But have they changed a lot of the actual traffic lanes? They've like changed some, yeah. Bike lanes. Uh, not like in Minneapolis, but, even, but yes, they've but done even some. Now, some. It's, even if even if there's bike lanes, and even if it's not cabs, people are texting. They're not putting on makeup. They're not paying attention. While they're riding a bicycle. No, yes, right. Yes. <laughs> 
That would be something. A unicycle. We just passed a law, a non-texting law, and, and you know that's that's big thing. It's people were texting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but what? But let's bring it back. I mean, can you use Siri in that regard? Maybe it's hands-free. Well, you have to touch your phone. In Minnesota, it's no internet use. It's not just texting, but it's surfing the web. Oh, it went the whole way. So, but I don't know if Siri's really the internet. She is. She's connected to the internet. So I think yes, that would be illegal. Right. Because you're interacting with the internet through Siri. Yes, she's out there. She's the internet. She's in the cloud. So she's in the, she in the, she's in the cloud. cloud. Yes. So we just need to get drivers. Right. So we can be on our phones all the time. Another thing that Google is working my, on. Now, Google yeah, auto, that's auto right. Driving. Google automatic cars they to are. drive you to the automatic wrong location. Now, my wife's car <laughs> actually has internet in built into the car. How did so, I get here? So if she sub- continues to subscribe to that, and it uses it for to assist with oh, yeah. maps and other things like that. Is that illegal in Minnesota? It's actually built no, into the car. No, it's it's your device. <laughs> it's only if you have it I'm in a device. Sure it's yeah. Okay. To a device, you can't use a device. Your car is technically a device. But I think the car. I mean, that'd be so, like saying you can't turn the knob on your radio. You can do that. You can't turn your knob. That's distracting. You but could you get can. a car accident. That's what I'm saying. I think they make a decision. Yeah. While eating a sandwich and putting on makeup. Exactly. And shaving. Shaving. I've never shaved in a car. Never been no, at that position. No. Um. I've never changed or never uh, shaved, but I have changed clothes while driving once. Changed clothes while driving? I, wow. Completely. Wow. Top to bottom. Get out. I, what, what are you, not like Superman? Why are you changing your clothes <laughs> top to bottom in a car? Because the phone booth didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more phone booths. <laughs> right, I couldn't find one. I couldn't find a, that my been, car is my that phone booth, been right? so awkward for the semi-drivers that were passing. <laughs> <laughs> that, how did you pull that off? While driving? Well, how did you pull that off? Is actually the yeah, right question. Really the right <laughs> question. Uh, in more ways than one. I, I don't. I was. I, I, I was just in a hurry. I guess I, don't, I can't remember where I was going. Maybe to a softball game, and I had to get out of my you know work but clothes and into. It's so important that, you, that whatever that the risk and the headache and the effort of changing while driving. He had some place to be. Is, is better than the five minutes it would take once you're there to just do it in the car. Because I've I've changed in a car. Yeah, I've done that too. Right. Yeah, and I've done that too, but. It's well, more if you're that's really, that's really late. It's much for more of a challenge when it, yeah, when you're moving, and when you're when you're like 25 years old. You, oh yeah. So, but I expect you to say like you were, you know, the rocket was being fueled, and they were waiting for you to go to the moon. <laughs> oh yeah, no, nothing. Pregnant, but no, it was a softball game. No, I was the starting shortstop. I had oh, to get there. That, yeah. that is, that's close, it was though. quite yeah. critical. That's yeah. pretty close. That's that's right up there with your <laughs> wife's giving birth. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, back on those divvy bikes or city yeah, bikes, city as bikes they are over there in New York. There was an article. It was a I don't remember. Might have been in the. Tribune or something here locally, where uh, <laughs> the guy decided he wanted to try the divvy bike. He got off the train and he thought, you know, I'll do the divvy bike. It, you know, if I ride, it's you know five minutes to work, or I can walk and it's a right. twenty-minute walk. So he hops on the divvy bike and he gets to his place of work. There are no parking spaces left oh. for the divvy bike, so he rides to the next one. There are no parking spaces really? left for. It. So he's riding around. By the time he finally finds an open slot for his bike to park it, it's now been over an hour to get from the train station to work. So. I'm not sure it's such a great idea. And and I noticed the same thing. I was walking from the train station here. And by the way, this has relevance to the conference because we've been talking a lot about population health, right? Right, This is supposed to make people healthier. Right. Yeah. I I thought it it was important to segue. Segue, right? That's the word. (laughs) Are we talking about segues now or bikes? Well, either one. Either one. Either one. Point still stands. But uh, I, I noticed on the walk from Union Station to here, I passed two or three of those those Divi stations, and there wasn't a single open slot. So nobody's riding. I saw one person riding one. It was a 35-minute walk here from Union Station, and I saw one person riding one, and all oh. the slots were taken. So I'm not sure <laughs> it's taken that, off. No, I never the, thought of that, the challenge of all the slots. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. And you're supposed to check. Somebody told me you have to check in every 30 minutes. Really? Or you start getting fined. 30 really? minutes. Though. Yeah. So they're not making it particularly convenient that. either. They should make an app or something that you can just. I'm yeah. sure there is. Sure there we is. That in Minnesota. We yeah. started that trend. We've had those bikes for two weeks so. Tell us about those bike lanes in Minnesota. It's sponsored by an insurer. So, again, drive back. You like those bike nice. riders though, through Minneapolis, uh, right? Well, that's a rant I'll have. That we have spent millions of dollars in Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis, to turn ourselves into Portland. And that is an expressed goal. <laughs> it's not a joke. That's an expressed goal. We want to be more like Portland and be bike-friendly. So we have spent millions of dollars changing what was kind of a complex one-way system downtown Minneapolis. Didn't change that. Just changed a lot of the one-ways from four lanes into two so that you could have the most ridiculous parking, curb parking you've ever seen. So the bike lanes are against the curb, and then the parking, on-street parking is is next. Oh. So if you come into Minneapolis and you're from anywhere else in the world, and you go, what? I don't know what Where to do. Where do I park? People yeah. park in the in the bike in lanes. In the bike lanes. Like you're supposed to park in this curb. Car gets towed. We've had to put up electronic signs everywhere. We have we've done this to so many streets, and it and it's it's my rant is, let's say there's a hundred thousand people driving through that city downtown Minneapolis in a day. And there's a hundred bikers. Okay, maybe there's a thousand bikers. A hundred thousand to one. Right? Mm-hmm. hundred thousand to one thousand. This is the ratio. Yet we are trying to make it 50-50 essentially. I don't understand. I know we want to be eco-friendly. I know bikes healthy for you. I know it's good for the environment. I'm all for that. Right. But but at the end of the goodness. at the end of the day we are a car culture. You know what the and answer we always is, will don't be you? a car yes. culture. Segways. Segways. It all comes back to segways. JK just segued with the segway. Yeah. My he mind That's awesome. Speaking of segway, I'm going to have to segway out. I have a presentation to give here shortly, and oh, i got to go make sure that. my computer works. Make sure my new Apple computer. Now, you used yours, right, for your presentation? I did, but have you, do you have an adapter? I do have an adapter. Okay. Yeah, I have the VGA adapter yes, yes, yes. cord. Good. Yeah, so good. as long yeah, as it... Fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Yep. All right, gentlemen, enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Nice my pleasure. Thanks for letting me rant. What did I rant about? Oh, taxi cabs. Ta- yeah, taxi cabs. yeah watch, watch out because they good good brutal last night. All right. Thanks, Alex. See you guys. See you, Alex. Bye-bye. Now, I think we have somebody else, but you can sit around if you like this I can hang. Yes. You can hang. And I'm going to bow out. I'm going to grab some lunch, gentlemen. Excellent. We had a late breakfast. Kevin, join us. Hello. Thank you, JK. Take care. Kevin, there are two rules here. Okay. One is you have to talk relatively close to the mic. All right. The second is you have to introduce yourself, who you okay. are, what you do, and then from there we just whatever we want to talk about. So start with yourself. Who are you? And if you but well introduce yourself first, and then we'll introduce you to Chris if you don't know Chris haven't met him. That would be great. I'm Kevin Strandberg. I work as uh, director of public relations at Memorial Medical Center in Ashland, Wisconsin. Woo, Ashland! Yeah, and I'm also a senior consultant with the Baird Group that looks at the patient experience and and looks at it from the perspective of how do we change culture. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Okay, nice. so this you know me. I do know you. You know Robert. Have you met Robert? We just met. Yes, just okay. did. And this is Chris, Chris Boyer. Boyer. Hi, have Chris. you met before? I don't think we nice have. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Well, give, tell him who you are so he knows. He I am know. the AVP of Digital Strategy at North Shore LIJ Health System. Oh, great. Yeah. So So Chris has been a frequent podcast guest. So we always like him when he sits in. I'm a potty. You're a potty. A fellow potty. But I'm this a potty is your mouth. Session. What do you want to talk about, Ken? We can talk about anything. Is it? What time is it? So we have, we have, we have a solid 30 minutes. We'll 30 have an hour minutes. left of the oh, exhibit okay. all. And do we have somebody coming at noon? We do. So really, time's not, we, we can do whatever we want. All right, do you great. Have something you want to talk about? Healthcare marketing wise, movies, TV, music, food, Chicago, 
The podcast is your oyster. All right, that's great. So should we do business first and then we can talk about movies and all the other really good things about life in general? Went to your session this morning. Oh, did um, did it help you or no? It helped me a lot. Oh, good. Um, What I found interesting, though, is this concept of framing it from an ACO perspective. I I think there's reason to look at it from a broader perspective than just ACO. Um, and, And that's what I found most interesting about it is if you think about it from a broader perspective and we look at branding from... The, the broader perspective of how, how do we get people to understand who we are yeah. and other industries that have done it much better than we have because I don't think that we're very good at it. We're not. Um, we have all this um, angst about, oh my God, that logo has to look so good and it has to be exactly what I want it to be and there are 12 people thinking the same thing and they all have a different idea on what it's going to be right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and I don't think that's true in other industries. I, I think in other industries there, there are people that that the powers that be trust to decide that this is going in the right direction. Right. And in healthcare, everybody knows what it should look like and everybody has a different image about it. Right. And I think that's especially true when you look at providers um, because they all know exactly the right thing to do. So it's the challenge of backing them up and, and saying, well, I understand that you have a, a, a personal point of view about all that, but we're the experts here. You're the expert right. when it comes to surgery. You're the expert when it comes to this. But um, give us this space because right. th- that's what we do. That's right. the, and, and we can look at it in a broader sense rather than the doctor's name that always has to be bigger than anybody else's. Yes. And we're, we're, we, we're as an industry, getting better at that. But it kind of goes back to you have to have respect as a discipline. And we really haven't done a good job of building that for years. We, we've, we've not helped ourselves from a marketing or branding perspective because we haven't held ourselves accountable for what we're doing. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I think we're getting there. And I also think there's a shift in leadership at, at, on the industry level, not from a marketing standpoint, but from an executive standpoint, where the folks that are coming through now weren't coming up when you open your doors and it didn't matter. Now they're coming up with, with really difficult competition issues. They understand brand and that's helping too. Um, but yeah, if you can't stand up and say we know this and you don't, you're going to first of all, what are you going to do? Because everybody, like you said, has an opinion. Yeah. So you're just going to be torn in eight different directions. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It, it goes to that concept of we used to be talking about the patient experience as the ultimate and now we're, we're so much into the realm of um, the patient engagement and, and how, how do they want to be treated as customers and how do they want to get the information and what information is valuable. Right, and, right. It, and it is that shift, too, that I think is really interesting that, that does flow into branding, but, it, but it's much more of the personal branding relationship that we need to figure out and do a better job of. Well, that's, that's yeah. the real stuff. That's yeah. the real brand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that's the hard work. That, that's part of what I was trying to say today is... You can spend a lot of money developing a logo and putting that brand out there, but if you're not doing the work you just talked about, you're just wasting your time. You're probably causing more harm than, than good by doing that. Get, get the actual brand experience down. Yeah. And then label that. Otherwise, right. it doesn't work the other way around, right. but boy, do we, so many in our industry think that way. Well, see, uh, some people I tweeted out today about you mentioning about the zombie brand. Yeah. Maybe you should talk about that. Oh, well, <laughs> you heard that. Oh, zombie yeah. brand that are hundreds of thousands A lot of people don't know that. Heard. So what I mean by zombie brand is kind of what we're talking about, where there's there's a misperception in our industry, because it's a little backwards, that if we're not out there proactively communicating usually our brand, 
building our brand, and I'm using air quotes now, then we don't have a brand. So in other words, hey, we decide when we go out there and create what our brand is. And the, in, in actuality, as soon as you open your doors and you start serving people, delivering any kind of experience, whether it's planned or not, you have a brand, because the brand is your value that your audiences give you, right? So a zombie brand is basically a brand that's out there but not being guided by the organization. And so it's blind, it's bumping into things, it's eating brains, it's causing havoc, <laughs> it's not a good deal. But there are a lot of organizations that have zombie brands because they think, you know, until we decide, we right. want to go out there and tell people what it is, we don't have one. But no, you do. It's just, it's, it's a zombie wandering the countryside. So. The Walking Dead brand. The walking, it's the Walking Dead. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Have you ever seen Are You Walking Dead fan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like when they attack the prison, that's the healthcare industry. Just fields and fields of zombie brands. I'm sensing a like a YouTube mashup here. Of you, of you saying those things and having the best. If you had to do a Venn diagram of Walking Dead fans and healthcare marketers, it would be a very skinny slice I don't between know. the two circles. I don't know. But how do you know? Maybe we need to do a survey on that. We yes. should. Yeah. We should do some research. What you should do and publish a white paper on it. Uh, we could do that. Yeah. You know. Connect those two things and say, you know, relatively speaking, if you look scientifically at the research, it tells us this. Because that's what you're doing this morning, is, you know, yeah. using the research, yes. that's, that's what it tells us. That's yes, right. That's what it tells us. That'll be, next, that'll be next year's white paper at, at Shishman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Okay, I need to duck marketers. out. Yeah, that should be the name of the next book. I need to duck out. I need the to leave. Oh, okay. This conversation. Chris I got to go on. I'm, I'll be the Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> Good to meet you. Great to meet you, too. You know, it's so interesting about and talking about that piece of, of controlling the experience yeah. because experience mapping has become this great big deal. Right. Um, and, I, and I love that pathway to the patient piece of it. But what people so often forget is that when you ask them about, so, so when does the experience start? They talk about, oh, when someone calls us. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, you've just missed <laughs> More right. than half of the zombie experience, but for that's sure. Right. That's right. Uh, because all of that happens before the phone call even happens. Right. Absolutely. You know, we, 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 maybe you're familiar with this. When we first broke into healthcare, like 10, 11 years ago, we, uh, it was really interesting because we were working with a local client that wanted us to build a campaign around a primary care clinic. We came up with you know classic advertising concepts, came in to, to show the doctors at this primary care clinic, and they weren't there. It was noon. The meeting was at noon. Well, they were there, but when you walked into the urgent care clinic, it literally said, close for lunch. Yeah. Please go next door. Mm-hmm. And but this primary care, not urgent care, but they sent people next door to the urgent care, which was not their urgent care. So you're literally not only giving the middle finger to your audience, you're sending them to the competition. And it was just like this huge light bulb going, how in the world are you going to spend all this marketing money, right? Without a good brand experience. So we went out and we did the first impression audit. So just to your point, we went to 11 heart centers in the Twin Cities, the top 11, and we did this audit that we had developed to look at the first impression. And it was nothing clinical. It was all parking lots, uh, phone call, website, advertising, the the level to which the, the names change, right? So you, you, you're actually pulled in by a direct mail piece that says you're going to XYZ Heart Center. You call, and they say, hi, it's ABC Physician Group. And you're like, I need an XYZ Heart Center. Oh, right. well, that's over there. I'll let me patch you through. And then you get, you know, QRS Health System. And it's like, what the? Yeah. And we did it once. We're like, you know, before we start, we were going to sell this audit. Before we sell this audit, we should just 
going to see if it works. And we mm-hmm. did it in one hospital, and that's where we're like, we've got to do this everywhere. This is astounding how bad this is. And so that's where the study came from. And it's and it's the yes, but. It's the yes, but people have to have lunch. Yes, but yeah, physicians right. don't like to work Wednesday afternoon. It's the yes, but our <laughs> policy says this. And it's the yes, but. And, and I think that as an industry, we haven't figured that out yet. I, I think that most people who work in healthcare understand that it needs to be about the patient. That's different than it was 10 years ago. Right, right, Because right, it right. used to be about the policy, or it used to be about the provider, or it used to be about the healthcare worker, or it used to be about my schedule. Right. And, and I think we're beyond that. I mean, that's, that's kind of looking at the patient experience piece of it. What's different now, I think, is this sense of, so how do, how do we get into the mind of that customer? How do we get into the mind of the person who's in front of us to understand what they don't even know they need yet? Right. And, right. and that's a switch, and we're not there oh, yet. Um, and it's more than just anticipating needs. Um, it, it, is, it is trying to really engage that person in the whole experience, the whole wellness experience, yes, the yeah. whole prevention experience. And, and I, I think we're in big trouble yet as an industry to try to figure out how we flip payment for that. Yes, that's because the key, isn't because it? that's why hospitals won't do it because we don't get paid for it. Right. In fact, it takes revenue away from us. So so why would I push prevention other than I'm told I have to? Right. Um, and we do it because it feels good and it's nice and right, everybody right, right. loves that we sponsor the five <laughs> k run and look at there's their name on it and they're really trying to be healthy but really right. they're hoping that someone's going to have a heart attack on the trail <laughs> because then they'll come into my ear and I'll get revenue for it. And and that's the crazy thing about it is that that's how I do get paid. The thing is, we hear that all the time because we're big on content marketing. We've been we've been talking about wellness for like four or five years before reform was even the you know spark in Obama's eye, and and we hear that all the time. Well, why why should we invest in this? We don't get paid for it. But from our standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, you're investing in things that are irrelevant to 99% of the people. So that's a giant waste of money. You're better off actually investing it in ways that can help people. Yes. For maybe 90% of the people that you encounter with wellness and health content, they don't need your services, but they don't need your services anyway. That's right. So That's right. you can build your brand with them. Some of them you're actually going to turn from a consumer doesn't need your services to somebody who does. Because if you offer the right content, the right online health risk assessment, they may have something they need help with. And you will also get the actual patients because you're delivering relative, relevant, compelling content that they're looking for as well. So. We hear that, yet people don't seem to mind wasting millions of dollars on useless TV spots either. Because that's the traditional way of looking at it. I know. Um, and, and it's the let's throw it out to the masses rather than let's throw it out to you. What, right. do, what do you want? What do you need? What do you want? What do you need? That might be very different than what I need. Right. And, and we're not there yet. Uh, we have not figured out. I love this term, population health, because right. it isn't about population health. It's about personal health. And and. We're gonna we're gonna throw millions of dollars on the spattering of population health, just like we do for TV ads for right, right. our cardiac care. It, that's not the right answer. Right. Um, and and I don't know that anyone's really doing population health well until you get to that personal level. Yeah. Um, and and what matters to you? It's the Star Trek. Let's scan your body and see what's wrong with you, and then we can talk about what the plan should be. Right. Right. And right. and I think we're close to that. I mean, I. I I would hope that in healthcare we are really getting the technology that that says here's what you need and here's what you should be working on and it's very different than than anybody else. Right. Um, 
I don't. I'm not quite sure how we're going to get paid for that yet. Well, that's the trick, isn't it? It is the trick yeah. because there isn't any money in that yet. There right. isn't even any money in the technology for that yet because it's only it only falls on the cost side. Right, 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 right. Um, it, and and it is what Joe Flowers was talking about the other day when he was saying, "So you've got to flip it on its head, but then how do you get paid for that?" Right. Um, and and I'm not sure we know that yet. Um, I don't believe that this is a stretch. I don't believe that we will ever get to population health as the industry standard for us because something else will come and replace it before it happens, right, right, before right. it gets fully implemented. And not unlike this whole deal about the marketplace exchange and, and people signing up for insurance. It's fine to say we're not going to fund it, but sorry, that train's already left the station. Right, right, right. We are so far down the road beyond that concept that October 1st doesn't matter. And, and defunding it doesn't matter right. because we're far beyond it. And that's yeah. the ridiculous thing about it politically yeah. is that it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, are, we are having people whose lives have been changed forever because of it. So whether you fund it or not doesn't right, matter right. a bit. And organizations are moving on their own. I mean, of course. Certainly the of course. discussion and the regulations and all that has forced many of them. But it's, it's not a stretch to say something like an accountable care organization, if done well, is a better thing. Right. It sounds so silly. What's great is when people want to promote an ACL. And you say, well, what do you want to say about it? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to pull the physicians that we work with, the providers we work with, we're going to communicate, we're going to share information, and we're going to work better together to deliver better care at a lower cost. And you go, you need some kind of special structure? I mean, a consumer's going to go, you weren't doing that before? Exactly. And so, why weren't you? Right. I mean, if, if that's if you're being forced to do it, right. <laughs> why was it a bad thing until you were forced to do it? Right, I mean, that's right. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it, it does happen all the anyway. time. It does happen all the time. I think it's. I think the train has left the station. Yeah. And I don't know what they're trying to defund, to your point. I mean, the exchanges are going, uh, is it the reimbursement shifts? Is it the bundled care shifts? I don't know. I mean, that money's there. They're not yeah. going to defund Medicare, so I don't know. I don't know what. I don't have a clue. But it, it's the same situation that we have with the community health improvement plans yeah. that, that we're forced, quote, forced to do. That goes to the IRS to determine right, whether right, we're right. going to keep our, our nonprofit status. How ridiculous is that? So someone sitting in an office in D.C., in the IRS, is going to say, oh, this hospital didn't do exactly what they were going to do as far as the, the improvement plan. So let's, let's find them and let's put, let, put people in jail. And, oh, by the way, we're also going to take away your nonprofit status. Really? That, that's <laughs> right. what's most important? Right, right. First of all, most important for a hospital to be worried about in this plan because they should be doing it for the right reasons, right. not because the IRS is forcing them to do it. And second of all, what is the IRS telling me about that? Right, right. What do they know about it? Why are they even in it? Right. It's, it's it's bizarre. But I think we all know that that unless it is forced upon us, we're not an industry that moves quickly. No. And unless we have a deadline, no. we're not going to do it be- one day before the deadline. Right, right, we're going right. to do it on deadline date because that's who we are. Yeah. Um, we are leaders because someone else is, tells us to lead. And, and that's a bizarre thing about this industry, especially because technology is moving very quickly. Right. And the industry is not. So we have this, this technology that's way ahead of us, and yet day-to-day it looks much the same uh, oh, of delivery yeah. of care. Folks were talking about that, and I missed it. I don't know if it was at the roundtable or somewhere else, about how other industries have research and development funding. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. companies have that, right? Healthcare on the provider side does not have that. No. Right, there is no research and development investment into improving the care. It just really, if it happens, it's just little, you know, little spitballs here and there. It's yeah. not a, a funded 
department in, in a hospital. It's right. just not there. I mean, right. some, like, I know, like, we talked about Mayo Clinic as right. an innovation center, but but that's not even trying to look at the model. It's looking at the little teeny pieces of it. So, so we don't. We just don't do that. And maybe that's one of the benefits of some of this consolidation that's going on. I mean, I think that's what we talked about a little bit in terms of as people get bigger, maybe the, there will be those resources to have more of an R&D do you really mean things. when people get bigger, like when the obesity no. <laughs> rate goes up? Because that's going when, up. When, You're right well, about both, that. Both, yeah. <laughs> when organizations get bigger. As people get bigger. I love that. Guthrie <laughs> Theater in Minneapolis that, that built a new theater that was identical to the old theater that they had that was built right. in the 70s. Right. They had to make every chair two inches wider. <laughs> Otherwise, exactly. it's an identical design to the old one. That's oh, that's it's like that. people that's are sad. getting bigger. That's, that's exactly hilarious. right. Um, let's talk about crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing what? Um, care, clinical care. Well, I, I, I find I find stakeholders and information from stakeholders is an incredibly interesting part of our field that we often um, don't do well yeah. or don't do at all. Um, you, you've talked a lot about the importance of getting stakeholder information, right? Um, and I think we probably do it um, pretty traditionally. Most of us, we have a focus group, or we survey people or we call them on their landline <laughs> and we know how effective that is right, right, right. Um, it, but I think that if we can somehow develop sourcing of information that is more real time where people want to be engaged in it and that there's some sense of value of its outcome not just seeking input and we find out what the results are right. six months later right. uh, I think we have a huge opportunity in healthcare and specifically in strategy and in planning to be able to get information that is quicker, that's more real, that covers a broader group of people. And I find that really, really interesting. I don't, I don't think that we're ready to launch it for everybody. Right. But, but I think we now know that there is enough technology for us to be able to do it pretty effectively if we're willing to say that's viable. Right. But there's a lot of pushback about it. Oh, yeah. Um, it, because it isn't what we always do. Yes. It's one of those things we'll lead once somebody else does. And that's that's what I think we need to do when we think about the technology pieces that are available. Right. Because getting stakeholder information does not have to be long and laborious. A six-month plan and and 12 community meetings, and we hope the right people show up. Right, right, right. So I, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I, I wonder where that will go in our industry. I would hope that it would have a place um, because I don't think that we have a good, broad way of getting true stakeholder information. Um, the, the organizations that are struggling because they're doing patient satisfaction by phone, and, and we know that that's not an effective way of, of getting to people anymore. It's just not. And you're not getting that broad sense of who people are and what they really need. I think that's pretty interesting. I would hope that we would be able to incorporate that much the same as we incorporate other media uh, and social media pieces right. that, again, there was a lot of pushback about. Now it's kind of a given. It is, but we still know hospitals that aren't on social media. Right? And oh, and not doing it well. Well, there's lots of those. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not on it, by de- definition, you're not doing it well. Well, true, but even if you're in it, oh, yeah, um, many, it yeah. you know, it, I'm amazed when you look at the, the chatter and and people are saying, oh, there was this horrible thing said about us on Facebook. What should we do? It's like, 
well, yeah. figure out what the problem is, right. and then you'll know what to do. Right. It, it, it's not it's not the reaction to the piece that happens. Right. It, it's it's the figuring the yeah, yeah yeah figuring out the real problem and then going from there and then letting people know. Right. Thank you for letting us know about that. Mm-hmm. Let's solve the real problem. Chris Boyer says that he, he talks about uh, the fear of being transparent in social media, uh-huh. and he's like, social media shouldn't make us transparent. We should be transparent because it's the right thing. To absolutely, do. absolutely, yeah. and it should go far beyond social media. Right, right, right. Oh, totally. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what's interesting is you know when I think of crowdsourcing, I really don't know providers that are using that in any means. But I think of places like patients like me, where you get folks that have a disease state that come and go. There's a bit of crowdsourcing there, and I wonder if, if from a clinical, a marketing, a strategy perspective, if folks from the you know endocrinology department at XYZ Hospital are going in there and looking like what are people talking about? What what's their needs? What are they what are we missing? You've had this huge audience that is basically expressing their needs, their pain points, and not just with the healthcare system, but just in general. But that's that's where you go, they may not even be expressing I need a gadget or I need this process or I need this building. But you should be able to go, all these people are having this problem. What if we gave them this? You can't ask them for whatever that is because they don't know. That's They're right. That's Steve Jobs. Right? And you can't know what you don't know. Right. But but as marketers, we should be able to, as leaders, we should be able to think that way. I mean, that again, I think that's Steve Jobs. Like, nobody wanted an iPod. Nobody knew what the hell that was. Right. Nobody wanted an iPad. That's right. Right? But then once they figured out, well, what, what are people missing? What would they value? And you can't ask the consumer in that case because they don't know. Right. You create it, and then you fill that void for them. And that's our role. Your statement earlier, I think, is the crux of that issue. You said, we need to do it as marketers. We need to do it as leaders. And I would say you have to be a leader in order to look at it from that perspective. You can't just be a marketer anymore. You can't just be a strategist anymore. You have to lead. Right. Um, and, And... we can, we can complain all we want about not being in, in the C-suite and not being at the table and all of that. But if you have the right information and you're leading in the right way, right. people will listen to you. Yeah. And and it may not even be the C-suite that listens to you first. It may be that provider down the street who, who is um, on your payroll who understands, oh, my God, this person really understands that I really don't need a brochure even though that's what I went into the office to discuss. Right. I don't need a billboard with my face that's 15 feet tall even though that's what I came in to talk about. Right. What, what I need is patient loyalty and patient engagement. You know, we're, we're ranking up the full circle here about it right. because if you, can, if you can lead that way, then, then people will come to you to, to, to talk about what's the strategy behind that? Why is that important? Right. Where do we go from here? Right. Um, I, I think more and more and, and quicker and quicker, we're running into this world of we need to give them what they don't even know that they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, you use the example of Steve Jobs, which is technology and which is based in purchasing it because I really want it. Right. But, but I think in healthcare, it's even more about what do I need to maybe be healthier? And it's not technology-based. It right. may very well be a, a mind change yes, 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 yes. and a heart change right. uh, of, of the philosophy about why that's important. Right. I love Kristen Baird's statement about you can lead a horse to water, but how do you make them thirsty? Right, right, right. Because that's what it's about. <laughs> right. It's about making people thirsty. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and that's exactly right. It, it is exactly where we need to be when it comes to people's health. Yeah. Um, but circle again, it doesn't pay the bills. 
No, it doesn't. It's supposed to be moving forward. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, dot, dot, dot. Exactly. Gigantic ellipses. Well, sure. And we're supposed to do it with less money. Right, We're, right, we're supposed right. to create more things and look at prevention and look at population health and, and look at disease management for less money. You know, I still, I, I, I'm optimistic because I see so much waste. Again, I don't mean to pick just on marketing, but... This, this has to happen at an operational clinical level. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this is communications. A lot of it, right? And it's just the right communications to the right people. And there's so much opportunity sitting in marketing budgets. It's just colossal waste of money. Could you send that money to me? Because, like, I'm really missing money. I need some of that you money. You need some of that? <laughs> yeah, send it my <laughs> way. We'll we'll just, yeah. Pull all the, we'll, pull all the we'll wasted like money. We'll walk around this conference yeah. and say, yeah. how much you spend? Okay, just okay. put it right in here. Put 15000 in that bucket, 15, and we're going to give 000. it to Kevin on the way, <laughs> and then on. you put in 100000 right. and you know, then we'll have real money. That would be great. Yes, I would love that. So when can I expect that delivery? Uh, well, what time is it now? It's 1 o'clock now. Could Probably we? like 2, 2 Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, Perfect. We'll that yeah, That's that'd be great. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? You know, if only we could do that. I look at hospital budgets. And I look at, at the amount of money, and it's real money. I mean, it's not 15000 it's real right, money. Right. But if only people could get into a room, and I'm not talking just people from one hospital. I'm talking about healthcare, and say, you know, I really need an extra $5 million for this. Right. And somebody else would say, yeah, you know, I'll give that up for this year. Because next year, I'm going to want $5 million for this population health project. And everybody would say, that's a great idea. Let's put the money what? there. No, I didn't know you were from a different planet. Yeah, exactly. You in your introduction, you didn't describe I know, I should have said that. Totally holding out on this guy. Yeah, I know. Isn't that the truth? Well, and then you start looking at geographic spaces and, and jurisdictions in some ways. My market includes Minnesota and Wisconsin. Right. We can't even get data from the Minnesota right, side. Right, right, right. So it's like we can't even know market right. share information unless we bribe somebody under the table about giving us the stuff. Come on, really? Right, 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 right. Yeah, we're talking about population health and we can't even know. Well, but Kevin, you know nobody that's living right there in Duluth, right on the border, would ever go to Wisconsin. It's, you know, they're never going to go to a clinic that's, you know, a mile away. It's over the border. True. It's like a wall there. There's a wall. There so is a wall. Do you really need to know about the other side of the wall? You know, I don't think you know Here's that. why I need to know it. It doesn't have to do with that person who's living across the border in Minnesota. It's the person who's living across the street from my hospital who is going across the border to get care. They don't do that, though. Yeah. Well, and you should be lucky. You live in you live on the the border of Wisconsin and, and Minnesota. I do. Where the hatred is mutual, and that's I'm true. Sure that's true. Never cross. Well, that's true because the the state patrollers sit. You know, the cop yes, cars sit right, right there and say, "Uh, uh, uh, uh don't ID. come in." That's right. Yeah. Nice. I've experienced yeah. that going up. To Lots actually. of love between there those is, two. There is. Yeah. What's the um, superior? I mean. They stay on their side. The loose uh-huh. stays on their side. There's big bridges. Easy to close those down. Yeah. Well, they have been actually for construction, but I, at least I thought it was construction. Now maybe there's a grand plan that I don't know about. Well, yeah. <laughs> this plan we're talking yeah. about right here. All right. So let's segue. Let's segue into... Um, movies. What movies? Uh, I saw Prisoners this week. I've heard that's very good. It is really intense. Yeah. And... It's at like two and a half hours long, Ooh. and it seems like five hours long. Oh, well, that's not But you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave because you're going to miss one of the twists. Okay. Really interesting movie. A great cast. Hugh um, Jackman. Hugh right? Jackman. Um, oh, that kid. The kid from uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Yep. That's What's right. His name Paul something? 
Yeah, Paul something. That's it. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and it's, it's a really, it's a very intense movie. It's worth seeing if you are the kind of person who likes to be a little bit tense for about three hours. Well, so I like that. So I yeah. get the sense you, you liked it, but... I did like it. Did. But um, while it was going on, I kept thinking, is this ever going to end? <laughs> I mean... See, but that's not, that's not a... Normally, that's not what a critic uses to say something good. Right. That's like, this was a two-and-a-half movie that not, felt like it was five hours. Usually, is a negative. <laughs> or sitting in the movie theater going, is this ever going to end, is usually not a positive. That's true. But you know, I'm an unusual critic. This because I like unusual things. Um, I like the movie. I would suggest if you are a adrenaline fanatic, it's a good one to go to. Okay. So, adrenaline, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Ah, Breaking, uh, Breaking Bad. Now, careful, he hasn't seen the finale. Yeah, if you're I'm a fan. I have not seen the finale either. Okay. Oh, good. So, we're good here. We're okay. really good but because... Are you, are you he caught has. up to the finale? Yes, okay. I am. I downloaded it on iTunes the morning after so I could watch it. Ah. Yes, get this. I should have said this in our presentation. My co-presenter, Melissa Teasley, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this out there on the yeah, internet. Yes, good. I thought I was the biggest Breaking Bad fan. And then she told me that what she did was called her daughter on FaceTime and had her daughter hold up her iPhone on the other end to the TV so she could watch on her iPhone on this end the entire episode. Now, that is a fan. That's dedication. That is a crazed fan is what that is. (laughs) That really is. But, so then, have you seen... Orange is the New Black. No, yep. I haven't. I've heard yes. good things, though. It's really good. It is good. Really, really yeah. good. And I love that it's based on a true story. Yeah. And um, the whole premise around that story, I think, is a really interesting one. Uh, ten years later, to end up having to go to jail for something that you did. And, yeah. Um, it, it's really good. It's really well done. Um, it I think it, I think it's going to have a, a really long life, which I think the, is great. I heard there's some controversy with maybe the lead character. Like, she's not coming back, or she doesn't want to come back. Wow. I, I don't know if it's her, but it's somebody who's... What I've what I've read is I don't know anything about it other than what you just said, but can it survive without whoever this is? No, no, it can't. So, Unless Oprah plays it, she could take over the lead role of anything, you know, right? I don't know. Well, maybe just get a new actress in. Uh, uh-uh, won't work. <laughs> I don't think it would work. I don't think really. it'll work. Um, yeah, you are so tied into who she is and, and identify yeah. who she is. I mean, I can see her right now. I don't know her name, but I can. I, yeah. She's very, very identifiable as that person. Right. Um, it would be really too bad if she's not coming back. Um, I could be good. wrong. Maybe it's not her. Maybe it's another character. Would there be another character that would have that pivotal role? Well, there are a couple of people that would be, again, lead women characters. But um, it, it's really about her. It's a, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Piper. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and it's a great story. It's a really good book. Yeah. Um, and it, I heard an interview on NPR about what she's doing now and she's working as a PR person really yeah Uh, she came out and she had a friend who um, owned a company and he gave her a job for a couple years and now she's working in a a fairly big um, organization as a PR person and doing really well as as she should Uh, the fact that she has a criminal record is kind of an oddity when you look at the life of who she is she was just kind of a straightforward what did she do well uh, what did she do to get in jail yeah Um, she was assisting her lover in carrying drug money internationally oh, okay. and she didn't get caught during it she got caught because they did a big sweep about 10 years later and they turned in everybody that had been involved for 10 years wow. and her lover and her both ended up in jail because of it wow yeah it's good it's really good that sounds um, good yeah I liked yeah, it a lot I think it's great good. good series okay wait don't move yes come on in we, the more the merrier. And you're That's welcome right. to stay, sir. You know. All right. I will do you for know a bit. Rob? 
we've met. We have. How are you? Good to meet you. Kevin Strandberg. Nice to see you. Rob, Robert Grigo. Hi, nice to see you, Robert. Okay, now sit close to the mic. All right, man. That's rule one. And rule two is tell people who you are, what you do. All right. You got the shortest chair in the, in the, in the yeah. world. It's all right. Don't be afraid. Lean forward. I'm, Lean I'm in. Trying. That's Cheryl. What's her name? Sandberg. Is that her name? Cheryl. Cheryl Sand. Cheryl. Who's the CEO of Facebook? Who wrote that book? Oh. Lean in. Lean forward. By Cheryl. Yeah. I want to say Strandberg, but it, it isn't. No, it's not my sister. No. Are you okay? Uh, I'm good. You, you look like you're on stage. Oh, well. No, it's a little he said that to me when I sat down, but it had nothing to here, do with the chair. Right it's right here. <laughs> you look a little unstable stand there, Kevin. Up, stand up and just—you got to stand up. If you're sitting on it, it's going to go further down. Do you want to come up or down? This has been fun. Thank yeah, really. Thanks. For Thank playing. you very much. I am uh, Joel English with BVK. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there you go. Right, there right. we go. Now, tell us who you really are. Okay. Rob Rosenberg, president of Springboard Brand and Creative Strategy in Chicago. Rob, you and I have known each other for a long time. Yes, we have, Chris. Ten years? At least. Yeah. Yes, we both become gray together. Yes. Well, you're not gray as I am. Nah, well, you know. I know. People don't know it, but I'm 30 years old. I I, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good to be here on this uh, podcast from Interval. Are you enjoying a cocktail? Uh, not quite I wonder yet. about that too. And where'd you get it? It's yeah. a nice tea. All right. Oh. Not from Long Island, unfortunately. Yeah, we're all. Just <laughs> it's just the Midwest uh, iced tea. Yeah. We yeah. were just talking about uh, TV shows. Uh-huh. So uh, Orange is the New Black. But also, I was going to just get a segue to House of Cards. Do you watch either of those? You know, I don't. House of Cards. I've not watched it yet. I have it downloaded, ready to go. I've heard really good things. Phenomenal. I, I need. To, you know what? I need to start watching more TV. I'm hearing, you know, all these great shows Unreal. out there. You can't keep up with them all. And all the, uh, uh, not Fishnet. Uh, that must be the Netflix. yes. That must yeah. be the uh, Long Island iced tea. Uh, <laughs> did right. you say fishnet? I did. All yes. the fishnet. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. It must be walking around the exhibit floor. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, let's see. It's uh, all the Netflix, all the uh, other shows, yeah. and my kids are like nuts on being home at a certain time Sunday nights to watch stuff. And see, I need to start watching more. We talked about that. It's really interesting because. I remember when my son was about two, The Sopranos was on, and I was a mess. I was a monster to get everything taken care of by eight so I could watch it because there was no DVRs, right? And then you get DVRs and my life just changed because you could watch whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted. It was phenomenal. Right. But now we've come back. Like we were talking about Breaking Bad, and there's Breaking no Bad way you can phenomenal. watch Breaking Bad and not get spoiled after if you follow Facebook, any website, you know, Twitter, any of those, because people will talk about it as they yep. can. The world doesn't owe you anything. Right. But it's interesting that now we're back to having to basically watch it live. I watched that live, Walking Dead, I watched that live. But I'm not you're back like to a schedule. You're like one of my kids. I am like one of your kids. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> back to a schedule. Those are the same shows they're watching. You're not? I don't have a clue when those shows are on. I don't. Well, I really don't. Which is scared? why I haven't watched the finale. Right. Aren't I'm not scared, scared of anything. <laughs> See, like, I've actually had things spoiled. Like, I go to a website, like CNN, and it'll say, you know, interview with actor Rob Rosenberg on his untimely death on blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I guess he wait, died. Wait, I, my I untimely death? Episode and 
I'm, I'm using you as a, as a stand-in for actors. Oh, good. I think you're good, even though your stool I, I is giving maybe. me trouble. My stool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've, I've you're had a problem, on. yes, with the, my stool lately. Stool Thank you. Yes. This is great audio. <laughs> this is, yeah. is this, isn't it, though? Yeah. We're talking about yeah. Rob Rosenberg's <laughs> stool issues. That's yeah. Well, you know, it's been talked about before, so, you know, I'm not afraid of that either. There we go. You know. Right. You know that this is the final podcast of Shishman right now. Excellent. Wow. Wow. Finale. finale. Wow. How can yeah. we help you make it Pressure, amazing. pressure. Just keep up the, the great chatter. Yeah. We should make yeah. it controversial. That's yes, your choice. we should. Well, let's make it controversial. controversial. Well, let's talk about people. No, let's... <laughs> <laughs> you mean actual people that are yeah. walking around? Like, yeah. look at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what would make it controversial. Well, we can, we can bring it home with something controversial about health care. What, what, what do we see... Here that bothers us. Do we see anything going on? And I don't. I'm, I don't have an answer to that. Or, or what? What? What's a rant that we could launch right now about? Well, you know what? I'll tell you. Great. It's not bad. I mean, right. it's like right, right. What you got something? Go. You know, I'll tell you. What continues to bother me is I'm just not seeing anything new and, and different. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm hearing it, and I'm. Um, looking forward to it, but now, I haven't attended that many sessions, so you know I can't I can't speak to all of them. But uh, the buzz is pretty similar to where it was a few years ago. See, what people, people are doing because of ACO and because yeah. of uh, accountable care and all that, yeah, affordable care. Yeah. So now it's like a whole new world. So you're saying it's not a whole new world? No, I'm saying it might be, but I haven't seen marketing oh. or branding really do anything different to address it or, oh, yeah. or, and, which is fine because in four years from now we'll probably see that because it'll be more mainstay it'll be what's happening in most markets and it'll it'll have defined itself yeah, yeah. I don't think it's defined right now and so you know organizations are essentially doing similar strategies and tactics but now we're calling it something different so oh, yeah. um so maybe that's you know maybe that's controversial. I don't know. It's controversial. I, I think that I our know. industry tends to slide <laughs> into something though, rather than jump into it. And, our and, industry, oh yeah, my yeah. Slide is and, even and, a strong and, word. And, well, yeah. Inch down. Inch down, and and that's that's I think what yeah, we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, we think that that inching down is controversial and and difficult, and it changes and rocks our world, and yet. We, we haven't even touched change the way that other industries have. No. However, for us, this is a big deal. It is. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 but it is. It, it, I would hope that we would find going forward that, that we're able to be truly more nimble. We believe nimble is fiscal year by fiscal year. Right, right, right. And that's not what's happening in other industries yeah, for sure. Right. No, the, the great example of that is I still remember this when uh, mini clinics, which, which started in Minneapolis, so the, the Minute Clinic phenomenon started with a... Actually, Minute Clinic was called Quick Medics initially. started there. The guy who started that was from Minneapolis. And this was maybe, I don't know how much longer, but, you know, initially health systems were just poo-poo that, that those aren't real doctors, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually they started to catch on and say, well, maybe we could offer something like this. And there was a story in our paper, the Star Tribune, about uh, Mayo Clinic and how it was partnering with somebody to launch their own um, what am I trying to call mini clinics right and they had a they had a quote from the poor VP at Alina so if you're not familiar with our market Alina is the second biggest system I believe or the biggest and his quote was yes we've studied mini clinics for five years and, and are now thinking that maybe these are something we want to look at and I thought 
It took you five years to study putting a kiosk in a mall? It should take you six months to just do it and see what happens. Five years. That's what he said. He was trying to, I think, cover the tracks for why they hadn't done anything. But he wasn't helping his cause by saying it took him five years to study it. That's inching down. Uh That's Uh insane. Inching down. That's a good phrase. Yes. Yeah, let's use that. And it, well, and it's what we're doing. Yeah. And yet we believe that it's a very steep slope on watch that inching for, down. It's scary. For, uh, it's like, oh my gosh. It's like I'm thinking like a kid on a slide, right? Yeah. There's some that just like run down it. Yeah. There's some that fly down it. There's some that you know they slide, but they're okay. Right. And then there's the others that just kind of right. And they're not wearing pants because they're not allowed to slide, so they kind of inch down. No, how did you go to not wearing pants? Because That's controversial. Well, you want you're, br- you're bringing it. Did you notice someone without pants? I mean. Is that, saying, is that the deal? We can make the we can make the analogy that maybe there are certain organizations that aren't wearing pants, and oh. they are inching down. And, so your uh, message is pull your pants up, organization. <laughs> right. Let's go. Right. Pull and your go faster. Up, <laughs> strap it on. Tighten your belt and go. That's what she said. Right. <laughs> and let's yes, take out and let's take out the part about tightening your belt, because as marketers we don't want to actually encourage that. No. No. Yeah, but, I think just, uh, just make them comfortable, on. right? Put yes. your pants on, you know, <laughs> one slide. leg at a time, and slide, baby, slide. Yeah. Wow, we've come up with great metaphor. Yeah. 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 Metaphor yeah, or sure. analogy? I don't. I, I almost used metaphor, those. but I went with analogy. What's the difference? Can somebody please define? I know uh, there's a difference. Well, metaphor is if a butterfly flies. Analogy would be flying like a butterfly. No, Say that, that again. would be the same. No one. Is Are you an English major? Is that where that Apparently came from? Apparently not. Ah. <laughs> but I know the difference Simile. between there, 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 and there. Me too. Oh, Unlike yeah. a lot of people who are on social media or it's, it's, it's. Or uh, 222. Or 222. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I know those two, but I often, often, he can tell you this. I always put apostrophe in it. Really? I think it went overboard because usually people forget it. Now I put it in way more. I know, but I'm just too lazy. Yeah, no, so I what know. is it? And there's a simile. Simile. Simile uses like and as. So. Like a, so like a butterfly like would be a, a simile. That's not a metaphor or a. I would think analogy. it'd be a simulaic metaphor. <laughs> and so, what's a what's a metaphor in that? A metaphor would be like the kids are playing like, like the clouds in the sky. That's not a simile. It's like, a it's like an as. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand. Somebody I don't, that up I don't know. If you don't know, it's from its man. Then you're not gonna. <laughs> I know it's from its. I just don't care to, to spend time sorting it out. So at the risk of being the very last guest of this podcast, I'll let you be the Bette Midler of this particular show. And uh, I'm going to bow out. Nice. Nice. And that one uh, is good is what, is what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Kevin, thank you good. so much for joining we'll talk us. talk to you soon. To see you, yeah, you too. Yeah, be well. Have Are fun, you guys. going to be out tonight? I am going to be out Excellent. tonight. See you then? Yeah, that'll be great. All right. See Take care. Later. Uh-oh. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know Ryan, right? Ryan, uh... Got any from the NRC? Uh, no. No? That's okay. You I'm gonna actually going to bow out soon, too. You're going to... You know we're yeah, live we got it. right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bow out, too. You didn't say, oh, that Ryan, that guy's Because, uh, yeah. No, oh, we're shit. Gonna, we we're gonna, oh, shit. I just said shit. No, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> believe me, if I really wanted to get back, I'd read through the uh, the group me text that I've been oh receiving. Oh, my Which God. I read one out loud, and I told that to uh, Chris Boyer. You what? I read one out loud, not even putting two and two together, if you will, oh, in front yes. of a client. And yes, then I put two and two together. Yes, oh. you know the one. Uh huh. Well, there's many, actually. It could be many. <laughs> so what we're talking about is GroupMe, which is a, a group texting app that we have used for at least four or five years among close friends. So right. Rob's in it. 
um, there's some clients in it. There's just a good mix of people. But it's kind of just like our own little social media network. But unfortunately, what happens is some people don't, you know, just like in real life, they don't really know how to use social media. So they may put inappropriate things in there. Uh, we had a gentleman last night who I will not name that was posting until six in the morning. Right. And what was kind of sad was he was by himself, so he was trying to gather other people together. But at six know, in the morning, that was kind of tough to do. Yeah. Except for those of us who kept hearing our phones go off. Which oh, we then buzzing. ultimately, yes, we heard the buzz, so we ultimately could have joined him. Yes, <laughs> but you need to turn that function off. I learned that the first year. Yes, right. Oh my gosh, right, 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 right. So anyway, it gets a little. And then you and you throw in the uh, the captions to photos, which is yes, yes, yes makes it very, very, very yeah, entertaining. Yeah. Well, yes. it's been a good show. Always a pleasure seeing you. Yeah. Rob, so good to meet you. You, you oh, yeah. going to the aquarium tonight? No, you know what? Uh, the fact that I'm 25 miles away. My home. I'm yeah. gonna ride home tonight. Are you going? Yeah, we're going. Are you? Yeah. That'll be fun. It will be fun. And we did, you didn't mention you're from the city. No, uh, from Arlington Heights. Well, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. So about 20 miles northwest. Yeah. So nice. you know, yeah, maybe I should go. I think you it'll should be fun. go. You know, it's just gonna be fun. Yeah. Plus, you don't want to drive home and rush home, right? Well, I'm probably gonna leave here about three o'clock or so. Oh well, that's still rush hour. It's been a long few days, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but for sure, go. Well, maybe I will. It's going to be fun. I mean, I think I'm going to be there for the whole thing, and then there's, of course, things going on after. Of course. That I will probably pass on. We'll see. See if you hold me to. We're going to get him out. Yeah. He'll be out. Have you met Ryan, Rob, Rob, Ryan, Ryan? How are you? Rob, nice nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Okay, you got to speak into the mic and tell everybody who you are. Ryan Donahue, uh, National Research Corporation. I like branding and marketing and especially in healthcare, changing times, right, guys? My favorite color is blue. <laughs> right on. Hi, Ryan. Long it's walks actually on the beach. orange, but that's that fine. Is long it? walks on the beach, yeah. yeah long and my two year, I have a two-year-old who says his favorite color is orange. So is that's like, yeah, probably. Well, he is, that is the new black. Orange yeah. is the new black. <laughs> right, right, Wait a right. Yeah. That was very dad. You're, you're yeah. pro, Rob. That is. Yeah, that was so very dad. What does that say? So your son is right on the uh, cutting edge. He is beautiful. <laughs> he's trying to watch those for a two-year-old prison, now. women's prison shows. That's very progressive. That's why. He, that's why he likes orange. <laughs> yes, well, preschoolers. That's one of their growing demographics. <laughs> yes, yes, very understandable. Yeah, very good. Well, I'm going to buy out. I'm going to break down the booth and. Uh, oh, the booths are being broken down. Break aren't it they? down. Yeah, what time, yeah, what time yeah. does that yeah. happen? One thirty. One thirty. Nine yeah. minutes. So, nine minutes um, but I will try to catch you later. Thank you for joining. Yeah. Yes. Lobby? Uh, I don't know what I'm doing after Okay. This. Well, I have a free group, uh, drink coupon, so I'm not going to let that go to waste. That'll oh, help me in my rush hour drive home. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> there you go. Rob Rosenberg, his address is this for the... Where do you live again? Uh, Arlington Heights. Arlington Heights Police? Yes. <laughs> license plate? Uh, license plate is uh, don't catch me. <laughs> yes, especially since my uh, license is now val- is now invalid since my birthday was just Saturday. Oh, well, Ooh. happy birthday. Yeah, Thank happy you. Belated. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Well, you got to tell us it's <laughs> yeah. your birthday. Well, it's my birthday. Well, as of Saturday, right. Nice. I turned 47. Nice. No, um, not really. Well, I'm a year behind you. I turned 54. Right oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you stick with the 47. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, you can I delete that. that I believe that. Yeah, 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 well, you know what? The fact you believe it was awesome. About. Yeah, <laughs> that, is a, that is the best birthday present. None of us even blinked. No, that was awesome. No, that was great. So that's what I mean. You should stick with that. Beautiful. I'm going to stick with it. Awesome. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, Take care, Rob. Hopefully see you tonight. Yeah. I doubt it. All right. Maybe I'll catch you over the bar about 3 o'clock. Yeah. I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, I'll see you tonight. That's, that's, that's me. That's me. The bar. Yeah, that's Ryan. Yeah, last Good. night all the receptions are going on, and yeah, I'm like, yep, you. nice right. to meet you yeah. too, Rob. I'm like, yep, I'll be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world.
you know I'll be there. You can count on. I mean, and I, we had our own reception, so I couldn't go to so any you of these. Get to come to Brennan at the bar. No, how was it? You and I bird together. We birthed it together. Like, it yeah, was our child. We divorced. I won yes. custody. Yep. And went to the courts. Do you, oh, do you still hold affinity for your spawn? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. In, a, in, a, in an estranged way, I do. It's, it's bigger and better than ever. It's fantastic. We have four companies, so lots of people. It's, and you it gave out raucous. four iPad minis. One, one from each company. Yes. Each company puts the bill. Yes. Right. What I like about it is it's really raucous and fun. Booze Absolutely. And cheers and laughter. And, and it goes late. You probably had a stop time and it, everyone ignored it. No, well... <laughs> We had a time at 8.30, but we, we were so hungry that we folded yeah. her up. Yeah, we, uh, we had a great turnout, though. It was yeah. missed out, man. Nice. Nice. Robert, is this your first Shishmit? Uh, my third, actually. Your third, first okay. First with, with Interval, but I've been to two prior. Right, so, yeah. on the hospital side. Is it different? Is it different coming it is, from the Interval yeah. side? Yeah. I mean, we've been busy yeah, yeah, yeah. with, you know, our, our podcast. And people it's been fun buzzing. to mingle with uh, yeah. a lot of different people. Yeah. There was comments about your podcast because our booth is for for the viewers that can't see because right. this isn't a video stream, right? Okay, right. as far as you it's know. it's twenty feet away and everyone's like, oh, what's going on over there? Because it's a strange activity yes, to have at a point. conference, which is why you did it to be different and mm-hmm. weird, which is well, but Chris's the thing. thing. Is we, it's important for people to know that we've been doing this podcast for three years. We yes. didn't do it just to be like <laughs> crazy, all the crazy guys. <laughs> this is what never we do. done this before. <laughs> we are content marketers. We believe in it. This right. is content, right? It's the opposite of promotional. That's what we're doing. In fact, we were joking the other day that somebody came up Monday morning. He's like, what is this? What are? Who are you guys? What are you doing? And I just said, you know, mission accomplished. We've, mission we've completely okay. confused them. They don't know who we are, what we do. We have done our job and here. And then the banner just falls down, mission accomplished. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Let's get right. out of here, guys. Chris, Chris flies in in an F-16. Yeah, we're all, we're all <laughs> He's got a bomber jacket on. Probably way too short. Oh, it was all we could man. find, and he just—it's perfect. That is perfect. No, we've had steady stream. We have not gone. I don't think more than a minute without guests. Yeah. In your session this morning, how did it go? Great. It went great. Awesome. I can talk to you about that. You should. Uh, you should can talk we about tell it. people that you are an advisor to Blue Lake? Point? You can oh, tell people that. Yeah. Advisor it's on the web. If it's on the web, it's real. It yeah. It's real. It must be. It's real. A, it exists. Yeah. It was great crowd. Awesome. Uh, a lot of good questions, and met some interesting people that you probably know. Yeah, that I will tell you about when we're not talking to the entire universe. <laughs> and it was with Melissa, Melissa? right? Yeah. How did the co-presenter thing go? Like the mean? transitions. So some of the some of the presentation I've seen here, the transitions between co-presenters is so rough. It's like no one practiced ahead of time. I remember. So I was at the forum show three years ago, and I was I was doing something with Laughlin Constable and UIMC, yeah. which is just right here in Chicago. So we were trying to figure out our transitions. We were literally in one of the hotel rooms practicing. Because if you don't see the person, like you guys are in Seattle, Minneapolis, the transitions can be so weird. Yesterday there was someone saying, is this your slide? Is this my slide? So you're making it way too complex. (laughs) There's two ways I've done it. The majority of ways is that you divide it in half or thirds. Right. And then there's there's one transition. Opener and closer. Now it's to Ryan or whatever, right? And then you can focus on your slides. And I haven't worry. seen anyone do it that simple. Well, that's Everyone's ridiculous. been Every trading. Every time I've done it that way. Five, ten transitions. The other, t- the other way I've done it, and I've only done this with one person, and that's Chris Boyer. Yeah. And that is, we know what we're talking about, and we're like two improv people up there. And we could, <laughs> we don't need transitions. We just naturally transition. We exactly. don't even plan it. We just go through it. Yeah. And, it and because we're copacetic that way, which not everybody is. There's right. just, you're kind of born with that with another person. It's like Pictionary. 
You ever yeah. notice that? You ever played Pictionary and there's like one person that you just like, you write one you're little on sketch the same and they know it. And people yeah, think you're cheating. Yeah. It's like, no, we're yeah. on the same thing. Right. So it's not like it's a skill. It's just yeah. you find that person. But you're making it way too complex. Yeah. So it was fine. We did that. I started off. Melissa finished it. And then the questions we bounced back. And Melissa was the closer. You weren't the closer. I would have thought Chris would be the closer. No, you always have the, 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 the provider be the closer. The real person. The real the people are there to hear, you know. I do the blah, 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 blah. And then they right. want to know, well, why does this really work? Yeah. I need to hear from somebody like me. Someone who walked in those shoes. That's right, right. Like, we don't walk. Well, we I mean, walk, come too. On, we people. have shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Shoes. Okay. I feel like Pinocchio. I'm not we, a real boy. We yeah. put our pants on one leg at a time. That's we do. Right. <laughs> we are human beings. <laughs> <laughs> but some people don't believe that. They, they don't. It's our cross to carry. And we have a webinar. You and I are going to have do. to figure this out. We do. Yes, November I've been telling people about it. Thirteenth, November thirteenth. Yeah. Yes. We have a uh, we have a registration link. I don't know if it's up on your site. We're is. still getting it, it up is. on ours. We'll send an email blast out to our clients, national research clients, but anybody can attend. Yes. Anybody. It's it's on branding myths. We're going to blow them up. Mythbusters. Mythbusters. <laughs> And so we're going to have to figure out, and it's harder on a webinar. You can't do like I described with Chris Boyer, where you can't just like naturally bounce back and forth in a webinar. That's awkward. Because then it there'd is. be like dead space, and you both jump in, and both talking, and you're dead space. And not good. You oh, did you want to go? Oh, you wanna, right. oh, do you oh, want to go? Oh, oh Chris, no, did you, you want to? No, you go. No, you go. And there's a delay, and so then, yeah, both people start talking. <laughs> yeah. They yes, can't exactly. hear each other talking. You can do that visually because you can see the other person, but not in a webinar. So we'll have to work through that. We will. We will. And and like we've said before, we're pretty much going to divide this in half. Or each of the myths will have part A, part B. We could do, yeah, we yeah. could do a little thing there. Or I could open and close, and you could do the myths in the middle. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll take suggestions from any listeners. Sounds like yes. it's getting how figured they'd like out to. right now. Yeah, it <laughs> is. We're kind of multitasking right now. We're out for this whole time. Right, right. <laughs> of course. Yes. From the start, from the start. It's going to be great because we're combining the expertise and insight and knowledge that both Brian and I bring with the hard data that NRC has. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That's and good. you really can't argue with either, but if you put them together, it's magic. that's a magic movable happens. object. Is that how you say it? A movable object? A movable object meets the unstoppable force? Isn't that what no, it always the other is? Way. The one of them standing still. This unstoppable force meets the movable object. Immovable, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to be the immovable objects of yeah. Brian. Yeah. It's like Batman versus Superman, right? Yeah, that's sure. the next movie coming out. Batman versus Superman. They're gonna mix them together on their way to the oh, Justice oh, League. Mixing brands. No. So we're Batman and Superman. Can I be Superman because I'm younger? Oh, totally. <laughs> you know who play, who's playing Batman? Do we talk about this on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's playing the, the old, is. broken down Batman. So, and who's who's playing <laughs> Superman? Can I be well, Brian Donahue's? I know I'm not British. You have to be British to be a superhero now, but what? Give it my Superman. Oh, that's right. That's a big controversy, right? And Christian Bale, he's British. He played Batman. Yeah, yeah. there was also controversy because the guy, and I can't think of his name, but the guy from um, The Wire, is phenomenal. Ah, he you're played, right. Um, I can't think of his name, but he was a mate, Stringer Bell. Yes, played a played a uh, key superhero like a Valerian or something like a oh, okay, like okay. A, a Thor movie or something and people are like well that's African American he can't play that it's like what? He was, he was like the guardian. He was the guardian to the other world. No, that's something different. No, that's a no, different but guy. I know what you're talking Idris about. Elba? Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he was the guardian. There was like a dark road that oh, you took the to the other universe to, I can't remember what the other you're universe right. in Thor is, but to Earth. Right. That's how they got through there. We're really wrapping up strong, guys. 
This is, um, oh, wow. See these straws are tuning in at record <laughs> levels. Grasping <laughs> That's why you pulled Brian in. No, I like it. It's, it's, we're going to go down in flames. To, to be, yeah. I try to come in as the closer, and I start talking about Ben Affleck. Yes. That's, well, that's what happens. It's literally happening as we speak, that everything's being torn down. These exhibit people don't mess around, yeah, right? I no. mean, it's, it's like people when they're gathering their luggage to get off the plane. It's yeah. like, you know, you have your phone over there. Just leave it. Leave it. we got to go. People are rude. Yeah. Let's just finish with that rant. People are the rudest ever when the plane stops, the bell goes uh, off, and you have men like me, my age, like yeah. 47, stand up, like knock the old woman over. Oh, absolutely. Anything. It's just, it's my space. And they act like they don't see, they can't see anyone apparently. because are not going anywhere. What, what difference All you can make? see is people. It's so <laughs> tiny. The, I right. love the passenger that I'm sitting there I take my time they get out into the aisle right next to me and I'm like I'm going to let you go and they look at me irritated like gather your stuff and go I'm waiting for you right. and you're in my way Yeah. what are you doing and, and now with that, I feel rude I think that's, the, that's we got to close on a rant we got to right? close on that right <laughs> so let's wrap up our Shushmit podcasting for arrogant healthcare marketing bastards Phenomenal three days. Yes. Unbelievable content. Great people. Yep. Ryan, thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. This is Chris Bevelo. Robert Prevo. You can say goodbye. Ryan Donahue. Yeah, we are out. See you. We're out of here.